Now, the one who protects us all from prattling prognosticators and perfidious pundits. I say, America, stay out the bushes. Look for the Union Naval. And to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the government. From my cold, dead hands. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. It's time for the Alan Nathan Show. Here he is, the longest-running nationally syndicated centrist host in the country, Alan Nathan. Well, good afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to the Alan Nathan Show. Uh, All-time great opener there, the Alan Nathan Show. I'm Karen Cataline, commentator, columnist, all-around rabble-rouser, sitting in for... Uh, Alan Nathan today as he continues work on his book. We're going to dive right in. Instead of one of my rants, I want to welcome one of the all-time greatest talk guests. He also has a talk show of his own. He always tells the truth and he often tells it first. His name is Wayne Allen Root. He's a political commentator, syndicated columnist, best-selling author, and his latest book, the Great Patriot Protest and Boycott Book. He also has one for Boycott Book. Welcome, Wayne Allen Root, to the program. Good to have you once again. Hey, you left out that I'm a TV host. Are you kidding me? That's my new big handle is my two new TV <laughs> shows. Well, new in the last year. Tell us. I got them both in 2022. So I've got a, a really popular weekend show called America's Top Ten Countdown. Uh, with Wayne Allen Root on Real America's Voice TV Network, noon East Coast time on Saturdays, and then it replays usually five times a weekend. So all over the weekend, it's everywhere on Real America's Voice TV. But noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, and then Monday through Friday, I'm on at 7 p.m. Eastern every single day on uh, Lindell TV, which is streamed at frankspeech.com. So you can watch me six hours a week, five hours on Monday through Friday and one hour on Saturday. So lots of TV time nowadays, and and I'm very proud of the work we do. Really good shows. Well, and uh, glad to to, uh, have people hear about that. Let's uh, take advantage of our precious little time, and it's so great to have you offer it with all that you're doing. Uh, you wrote an article called, Is Fox News the Next Bed, Bath, and Beyond? Talk about that in light of the fact that you've alerted a lot of people with your books as to who's going woke, who's going broke, and who we ought to give our money to. Well, yeah. I mean, look, I, I never thought that Bud Light would be on the list of companies we'd have to boycott and bring yeah. to their knees. And I sure never thought Fox News, even though I know there have been rumblings and things happening to me in particular. I mean, Fox News had some great hosts, Tucker Carlson, Dan Bongino, both gone now, uh, that I always liked and appreciated. But in general, they would not allow me as a guest anymore. I used to be a very frequent guest on Fox News. I mean, like hundreds of times. And then all of a sudden, Wayne Root wasn't welcome anymore. And it's because there are a lot of important issues in America today, Karen. You know, taxes are important and regulations are important and the national debt's important. And those are all things they'll talk about on Fox News. But I think the three most important things, or maybe the four most important things, 
that we could talk about, none of those are welcome on Fox News. So I think they're in a lot of trouble. Those four things are the communists take over the United States. It's not a normal thing going on right now. And it's not even socialism, which is an economic thing going on. It is communism because the hallmark of communism is, is a weaponization of the federal government and demonization of your opponents, and the mm-hmm. arrest of your opponents, like the arrest of Trump, and, mm-hmm. and how about the J6 protesters, and mm-hmm. silencing dissent. This yes. is a communist takeover. They don't want to hear that. Uh, the second thing I think is important is rigged and stolen elections. It happened uh-huh. in 2020. It's happening all over again in 2022 midterms. It happened. It'll keep happening unless you do something about it. And not allowing us to talk about it is not going to do something about it. So there's a second one they don't want to Fox News that Tucker and Dan Bongino talked about. And then the third one is the vaccine COVID deaths. They don't want to talk about those. And the fourth one... And the fourth one is Ukraine. And that might have been the red line that Tucker stepped over that caused them to fire him is the word, because... Rupert Murdoch and his son Lachlan, who's really running the network now, were both meeting or having phone calls with the president of Ukraine, Zelensky, immediately before they fired Tucker. And Tucker had made statements about the COVID vaccines and all the deaths they caused right before he was fired. And he had made statements about Ukraine uh, being a big ripoff and we shouldn't be giving them $150 billion and it's leading to World War III. All the same things I talk about. That's why I'm banned as a guest. That's why he's now kicked off the network. That's why Dan Bongino is now kicked off the network. They don't want to hear truth. And I don't believe they can come back from this. This is not like when they got rid of Bill O'Reilly and they didn't miss a beat because they said, we're Fox News, we're bigger than any host. No, this is a lot more. I think from the moment, Karen, that they said Biden wins Arizona on Mm -hmm. election night 2020, people started thinking Fox News is no good anymore. But I'll tune in because Tucker is great. Well, now they got rid of Tucker. I don't believe anyone's coming back. Turn out the lights. The last man you know, out the door should turn out the lights because they're done. And so I, I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know what Bud Light is thinking. They're all destroying their own company. They must be doing it because the deep state has promised them that if you do what we want, we'll give you billions down the line. You'll be okay. Yeah. Well, and we're seeing a slight different uh, behavior out of Budweiser, Budweiser, than we are of Fox News. Fox News fired its its cash cow golden goose. Budweiser is making feeble attempts to apologize, and they've they've put those bizarre leftists on uh, uh, leave. I don't trust them. I'm not a beer drinker, but I wouldn't touch Budweiser. But Fox is showing that they don't seem to care about profit anymore. They're ideologically driven. Uh, What do you think? I'm just curious, with your insider view, uh, word is out that uh, they're trying to shut Tucker down with his contract. Do you know anything about that that you can uh, tell us about? No, I don't have any insight, Scoop. Look, I, you know, with my two TV shows and my radio show and my podcast and my newspaper column and my book out, <laughs> The Great Patriot Boycott <laughs> Book, I don't really have much time to, to call, make phone calls and get scoops on, on uh, Tucker's situation anymore. That's just not my thing. Uh, I read the same information you do, Karen, and, and you know, I'm not quite right. sure exactly what's happening, but it seems like their goal would be to keep him off the air for the election so they could pay him for three more years and he's not allowed right. to do any TV. But I, I 
on the other hand, that doesn't preclude you from doing, and I would guess, I haven't seen his contract, but it doesn't preclude you from doing a radio show or having your own channel at Sirius Satellite Radio like uh, Howard Stern as the Howard Stern channel. They gave him a billion dollars. Maybe Tucker will have his own channel at Sirius. Maybe he'll have a podcast. I don't think they could stop you from doing a podcast if you have a TV contract. They can only stop you from going on TV. So, you know, it's possible they'll keep him off the air on TV until after the election. It's also possible his lawyers negotiate a release on that, and instead of paying him $60 million, maybe he takes $20 million and Fox keeps 40 and they let him go. And he's allowed to do TV. So I don't know the negotiations going on. I just know the average person doesn't realize how many things have happened to others. You know, Wayne Root, unfortunately, sadly, I'm not Tucker Carlson. I think I should be, but I'm not. And so Newsmax had me as their number one anchorman in the 8 p.m. hour, East Coast time, for three years, 700 episodes. Who was I up against? Tucker Carlson. And, and Newsmax fired me because I said things that were too conservative, just right. like Tucker. So, you know, anyone who thinks the answer is Newsmax, I don't know if that's the case because they certainly three years ago, you know, and a lot has changed in three years, but three years ago they thought I was exactly like Tucker and they didn't want me. Now, three years later, you know, the word is they're offering Tucker $100 million to join Newsmax. That's pretty funny. You know, he right. says the exact same things as me and that got me fired three years right. ago. That's pretty ironic. We're talking to Wayne Allen Root. We only have two minutes, and I've got to ask you this question. And, uh, and then we're going to have to let you go. So sad, but, you know, you got a lot going on. Uh, you gave us four incredibly important issues that are not being talked about elsewhere. And you mentioned rigged and stolen elections. You were the first to have the guts. You are absolutely fearless to talk about it. It shouldn't require fearlessness. And you said we got to fix that. I talked to a lot of commentators and other experts, so, so-called, and they either ignore it, deny it, or they give feeble answers as to how to fix it. Wayne Allen Root, how do we fix it? Well, the first thing I'd say is if, you know, let's talk about something dear and, uh, dear and near to us all. Doesn't everybody love their mother? What if somebody murdered your mom? Would you say, oh, you know, now that we caught him, you know, what's the big deal? It happened. It's over. It was in the past. Let him go. Or if they haven't even found him yet, would you say, oh, don't even search for him. It's old news. My mom is dead three years. Who cares? That's the way they make the stolen election. Does anyone realize that you can never, ever stop someone from keeping on murdering people? unless you catch them and put them in jail and you can never prevent stolen elections unless you punish the people who are involved you can't just let them go or give them a slap on the wrist or say you know can you imagine if someone murdered your mom and then the the media said if you ever talk about it we're taking you off social media (laughs) it's ridiculous right great point wayne allen root find him all over the internet watch him on tv thanks wayne for joining us once again we do appreciate it well, we're off and running on the Ellen Nathan Show. We got a full house of guests. Can't wait to tell you about them. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Ellen Nathan Show here on the Main Street Radio Network. Stay tuned. This message is provided by Beringer Engelheim. 
Idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, or IPF, is one of the more common forms of progressive fibrosing interstitial lung diseases with symptoms including breathlessness during activity, a dry and persistent cough, chest discomfort, fatigue, and weakness. There are more than 200 lung disorders that can lead to pulmonary fibrosis, an irreversible scarring of lungs that can negatively impact lung function, quality of life, and may become life-threatening. While approved treatments for people living with these diseases can help slow disease progression, new therapies are needed to help potentially stop progression. Fortunately, there is new research underway to assess the safety and efficacy of an investigational treatment in patients with IPF and other progressive ILDs. This is part of Beringer Ingelheim's Phase 3 Global Global Fibronir program. To learn more about Fibronir and eligibility requirements, visit fibronir-ipf.longboat.com and fibronir-ild.longboat.com. This is sponsored by IBM. Job seekers, students, and career changers want to pursue roles in science, technology, engineering, and math, but aren't familiar with career options. At the same time, online training and digital credentials are emerging as a recognized pathway to opportunity. Misconceptions about the cost of training and what's required are often roadblocks to success. To tackle this and bring STEM education closer to underrepresented communities, IBM Skills Build is announcing 45 new educational partners. IBM Skills Build is a free education program focused on underrepresented communities in tech, helping all develop valuable new skills and access to career opportunities. Justina Nixon St. Till, IBM Chief Impact Officer. Technology training can have a transformational effect on a person's life. IBM is committed to raising awareness of the many roles that exist across industries in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. IBM Skills Build continues to grow with new partners around the world, working together to skill 30 million people by 2030. For more, skillsbuild.org. Dear John, I was hoping it wouldn't come to this, but you've left me no choice. I'm leaving. Uncontrolled high blood pressure is really serious, and lately you seem to really not care. I've been there for you since day one, and I know you think I'm going to keep ticking. But no, my friend, I can quit whenever I want. Why can't we get back to the good times when we were more active and ate more healthy foods and you checked on me every once in a while? Is that too much to ask? I don't want to leave, but unless you stop ignoring me, what else am I supposed to do? Remember, when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. Listen to your heart and don't let it quit on you. Doing the minimum to control your high blood pressure isn't doing enough. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get your blood pressure to a healthy range before it's too late. For help keeping yours at a healthy range, text PRESSURE to 97779. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans' benefits they've earned. Accessible homes and vehicles. And access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals, no other veterans organization has provided more real-time ongoing support for paralyzed veterans and their families. PVA is proud to serve veterans across all branches, all generations, and all conflicts. Our nation's heroes fought for your independence. Join PVA in fighting for theirs at pva.org.
Welcome back, everyone, to the Alan Nathan Show. I'm Karen Cataline, filling in for Alan today. Uh, our next guest is running a tad late. I don't know if we'll get him or not. But um, I just want to kind of uh, uh, capitalize, if you will, on this whole thing of, of uh, companies exposing who they really, really are uh, by going woke. Now, a lot of us are watching this and we're watching the tip of the iceberg as Bed Bath & Beyond, which has filed bankruptcy right after they after they uh, canceled or thought they canceled uh, Mike Lindell and MyPillow. I think it's working. I'll just say that because we do indeed have our guest. It is working to vote with your wallet. Most of these companies, despite their wokeness and their useful idiotness, uh, cooperating with socialism and Marxism, the fact is they still love profit. We'll see if Fox News is like that. I think they're a little bit different. Well, let's shift gears now. And welcome our very next guest, CEO of AMWPR, a New York-based political strategy and communications firm. His firm has worked with people such as Jim Brown, Judge Jeanine Pirro, and Congressman Lee Zeldin. His name is Adam Weiss, and we have him right now. Welcome, Adam, to the program. Uh, welcome. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, we are all, it's, you're right in line with what we've been talking about because, uh, well, Budweiser seems to have made feeble attempts to backpedal on their wokeness, and it ain't working because they're losing billions, and I'm not even crying crocodile tears. I don't mind at all, frankly. I think we need to make them hurt in the pocketbook. Fox uh, killed their golden goose, and they don't seem to even care about profit. Their ratings are plummeting after firing the golden goose. What say you? What do you think is really going on there? And do you know uh, why they fired Tucker? Most of us think it was absolutely illogical. What say you? I I really believe, I don't think it has to do with the, I pretty much not to do with the lawsuit or the, or the, uh, the, uh, the cis woman's, this bizarre woman's claim of uh, lawsuit for uh, a hostile work environment. I mean, I recently visited Tucker up in, yeah. uh, up in Florida on the Gulf Coast with a, with a client, and he was on, and he, he didn't have a work environment. He had two people there helping him. So he didn't have an office. He hasn't been in office in years. Uh-huh. And the woman that, woman that is suing him never met him. So how do you have a hostile work environment? What it, was her the, connection to the, him? The lawsuit, if it was, is, the lawsuit yeah. is so ridiculous. She worked for Maria yeah. Bartiromo's show, Mornings with Maria, and yeah. they booted her. They, they, they shipped her over to Tucker's show. Yeah. And it seems like she just seems like a bitter person who was filming everything, recording everything, and looking – you know, how could I exit here and create a lawsuit? Talk about an ideologist. I mean, maybe I she mean, was they, looking for something. I mean, in the, Tucker's pretty the, squeaky law, clean. Yeah. In the lawsuit, it says they had photos of Nancy Pelosi on the wall. Okay. <laughs> they had a Christmas tree in the bro- in the in the room in the uh, you know in the broadcast room. Okay. Oh and no. And that was offensive to me. So wow. it seems like this is. I mean, we live in a bizarro world, and that's just an, a, seems like a bizarro. Uh, 
I think you, know, you and I are Jewish, and if uh, yeah. we were offended by Christmas trees, that's preposterous. Right. Yeah, but I just think it's again. I think it's an extension of the Trump era. I just think. Uh, what do I mean uh-huh. by that? The media became activists starting Trump about seven years ago. I mean, really hardcore activists. Everything mm-hmm. Trump did every day, they criticized. No matter if he just did the most wonderful signing, you know, make peace in the Middle East. Whatever he did was a negative connotation. They looked to take it down every single day. One paper would write a negative story. The rest would pick it up. It was just a weird time in our era of journalism mm-hmm. down the tubes. So yeah. Tucker's like an extension of him. Every single night there was media matters and other journalists, and their sole job was to look how can they could trash Tucker. So every night he would create a news cycle, and the media would hit him. And I don't think the I don't think the corporation, Irene Briganti, who's the head of PR over there, the Murdoch boys, I don't think they wanted the heat anymore with the Tucker, and it just brought so much heat and and. Do you stand yeah. up and do you stand up for your audience? Do you stand up for the people that got you there? And uh, they they didn't care about that. Aren't you possibly giving a pass to not only the Murdoch boys but their very liberal wives who have decided to go not only anti-Trump but pro big pharma and you know things you absolutely can't say like uh, the vax could be dangerous and certainly ineffective that was when people started getting fired is a, a secret that everybody knows but you're not supposed to talk about i th- i think it's we're much more in a censorship position now than even when trump was in office um what do you say about that uh, because this is unprecedented all of it is yeah i say they we are in a worse situation this is things that you can't even say anymore. It's just the tapes they're leaking for Tucker right now are absolutely ridiculous. I mean, they're, they're leaking these tapes in the New York Times and, and through Media Matters. And it just yeah. his audience and Fox's audience will look at it and say, what's the big deal? He's off the air. He's making little jokes and he's giving the middle finger to Media Matters on one of them. Doesn't that and- implicate them? That and implicates like- them that they're leaking all this in order to smear they- Tucker further. But I don't even know how it smears them. Our audience yeah. and people look at it and say, what's the big deal? What did he right. do? Right. He went out. One of the ones yesterday was about Antifa. And he came and said, you know, that guy should. But, you know, the better heart of me, I don't want the person to be heart hurt. I don't want the Antifa person to be ruined. And, you know, even though they're uh-huh. bad people. So he's remorseful about it. And yet they still leak it like it's a bad thing. So I don't know in any right. of those tapes, his audience would be like, it's ridiculous. So they're actually backfiring what they're doing. So I really – you did think, like, Let's overall, hope. you're right, that the Fox crew and the Fox elitists, they don't want – they'd rather be hanging out with the Davos crowd than middle right. American crowd, even are if you, they're ready to go down the tube. Are you privy to this whole contractual thing that could keep Tucker buttoned up and shut down until after the election, which is outrageous and proves that that's what they wanted all along if they do that? Yeah, I I mean, can that be that devious that they want to hold them down yeah. because they know oh, yeah. he represents a slit, a big slither of the population that's pro-Trump. Yeah. And almost the same way they're pushing DeSantos so hard. It does, and it's not even working what they're doing. It's ridiculous. They're, their ratings have yeah. been slashed in half. Could you imagine going half 
<laughs> but when I made the analogy when this first happened, it's like yeah. having a having getting rid of Michael Jordan in his heyday. I know. Getting, That's what it is. So there is no motive for it, right? It just, make, it just doesn't make sense. It, it does if you don't care about profit anymore and you care about ideology over profit. Uh, right. Adam Wise, thank you so much for joining us. New York-based political strategist, communications firm. We appreciate having you thank on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, take care. Um, we're going to move right along with another guest talking about who's illegally operating in the United States. Oh, my. You want to stay tuned for that. Karen Cataline filling in for Alan Nathan on the Main Street Radio Network. Stay tuned. From NAACP Image Award-nominated author Elise Bryant comes a new rom-com about two teens who overcome misconnections and find their way to love. Reggie and Delilah's Year of Falling follows two people who seemingly have nothing in common, but after a year of chance encounters, begin to think the universe may be telling them something. Dungeons and Dragons-obsessed Reggie and emotionally bottled-up Delilah meet for the first time on New Year's Eve and again on Valentine's Day and on random occasions throughout the the year. They're drawn to each other, though they are each too insecure to be their true selves. So what happens once they realize they've each fallen for a version of the other that doesn't really exist? Author Elise Bryant. This is a sweet and funny romantic story in which the characters learn to overcome their fears and discover who they truly are. I hope readers enjoy going along on this ride with Reggie and Delilah and maybe learn something about themselves along the way. Reggie and Delilah's Year of Falling is now available wherever books are sold. Spring is here, and there's no better time to try something new. Take a taste of Coke Zero Sugar and enjoy real Coke taste and zero sugar. Now available at participating Burger King restaurants. Try Coke Zero Sugar with your favorite food from Burger King. Satisfy your hunger and enjoy Coke Zero Sugar with a piping hot breakfast sandwich, like a sausage, egg, and cheese croissant. Sizzling sausage, fluffy eggs, and melted American cheese on a toasted croissant makes for a delicious breakfast to start your morning right. And don't forget the crispy hash browns. Or if the flame-grilled Whopper sandwich, BK Royal crispy chicken sandwich, or chicken fries are your fave, you are in luck. All Burger King menu items pair perfectly with an ice-cold Coke Zero Sugar. It's the perfect no-sugar sparkling beverage that goes great with everything. Take a taste of Coke Zero Sugar to enjoy spring your way at Burger King, where you rule. At participating U.S. Burger King restaurants. Sponsored by Coca-Cola. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. <gasps> what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. Well, uh, what are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. Don't you remember me? Don't you know that we miss you? Miss me? Who misses me? You know, all your friends in the forest. The trees, the pond, that little fort that you made out of branches. We all miss you. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. Oh, I guess that makes sense. The forest is not that far away. Have an adventure today. I'm sure your mom would take you. You're right. I should get out. I want to have fun. Climb puddles, catch frogs, and climb trees. Hey, Mom! Yeah, hon? <gasps> Stephen! What is that in your hand? It's my sense of adventure, Mom. It's telling me we need to get out of the house and have some fun in nature today. Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Know that feeling? 
Like every door is closing and you just can't see a way out? Being unemployed, underemployed, or just out of school feels a lot like that. But when you find the right tools, suddenly everything just clicks. Getting on that path may be easier than you think. A good place to start? Go to findsomethingnew.org. At findsomethingnew.org, you have access to resources that help develop new skills. Skills that will position you for careers in today's growing industries. From healthcare and manufacturing to cybersecurity and alternative energy. Plus, you can take advantage of online courses, certification programs, apprenticeships, and more. So you can take yourself from unemployed and uncertain to empowered and prepared for what's next. Find your path to a new career today. Visit findsomethingnew.org. A message from the Ad Council. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny. When I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Glowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Alan Nathan Show. I'm Karen Cataline, filling in for Alan today. And uh, our next guest has a whale of a story. You've heard stories like this, but you rarely hear it from the, shall we say, horse's mouth. Well, we got the horse. His name is Gordon Knight, owner of P.S. Knight, a publisher for electrical guidebooks. He's the author of Deep Six Diaries, and we're going to hear his story right now. Welcome, Gordon Knight, to the Alan Nathan Show. <laughs> well, thank you, Terrence, for having me. Pleasure to be here. And yes, it, well, it is kind of a surreal story. Yeah. Go ahead. Go for it. Yeah. You want to hear. Well, you know, uh, there's a Canadian government agency called CSA Group that's been attacking me and my family and my little business that you mentioned for, for quite a few years now. And one of the things we discovered is that CSA, the Canadian government agency, is operating inside the United States, doing a lot of government functions that the U.S. government ought to be doing. And as we started broadcasting these things, I used to have a blog that would do this, and as we released that book you mentioned, Deep Six Diaries, it broadcast what the Canadian government was doing inside the United States that wasn't actually legal, and they got very excited about that, Karen, and wow. they decided to ban the book. So that book you mentioned, I'd love to sell copies to your listeners, but uh, it actually has been banned in the United States. It gives you a little indication on, on how nervous they are about that sort of thing. Banned in the United States, and yet uh, <laughs> conservatives are being called book burners for trying to ban pornography on grade school library shelves. Uh, how does the government get off banning a book? What are they well, saying is case, the reason? Well, they can't officially say that they're banning it because that would attract lots of attention. And it's, it's kind of like trying to defend the indefensible. They don't really want to do that. 
So instead, what they did is they leaned on Amazon, where we were selling the book, telling them that it was a counterfeit book. Now, Karen, my, my name is on the cover of the book. It's not a counterfeit. But, and Amazon knows this, but again, it's a government that's doing it, and Amazon has major investments in Canada, so the book was listed. Uh, likewise, they contacted financial institutions and told them that my company was money laundering. Uh, we do nothing mm. like that. But, uh, but as soon as the financial institution to that charge, they shut down all of your credit card transactions. You can't sell anything where you can take credit card bills. So that's how you ban a book without calling it a book ban. It just made it impossible. You just get disappeared, kind of like the Soviet Union or something. Is there a uh, an adjudication for this issue so you can plead your case? So that you, I mean, how does one even, shall we say, you know, how does one legally plead a case like that? Do you go to Canada? <laughs> do you go to the United States? Do you go to? You do it in the U.S. Uh, and it takes a legal filing. You're right, and it's a pretty discreet legal filing. It's not not a big one, but it takes money, and they knew that too. So what they did to prevent me from being able to deal the thing, uh, they reached my corporate account and withdrew $50,000 uh, as penalty or punishment for laundering. Now, they did that without a hearing, without a trial, without any defense, and without any appeals process. So it took away my ability to file uh, against them. And I mean, I'm a wow. small business, Karen, so 50 grand that pretty well cleared me out. That's how you can do it. Um, I, I seem to remember, Gordon, something we have in this country called due process, I guess <laughs> that went out the window. It went it? out the window, Jared, it did. And you know, when you think about CSA, this, it's a Canadian government agency, right? They're operating on U.S. soil, and they're breaching a lot of due process in pretty much everything they're doing. It, it may surprise listeners to know that CSA, and it's a Canadian government agency, is actually drafting U.S. laws down here. And that's a major violation of a wide range of U.S. legislation. They're actually how are listed. they doing they're that? Regi- how are they well, doing that? They're they they've registered in this country as a private company, and mm. any private company can lobby government for change in legislation. But here's the kicker: once a private company has managed to get their preferred changes in law, if it is certain kinds of regulatory law, they can amend the law after the fact, and it's automatically updated. So what CSA did is they pretended to be a private company down here, got some of their laws in, you know, years ago, and now they can amend U.S. law to their liking. This is effectively yeah. allowing a foreign country to govern U.S. legislative practice. Yeah. That's a big you no-no. Know, you know what, Gordon? It occurs to me as we're talking that we are kind of falling prey, unfortunately, to possibly what they want, which is if we talk about your story of how your book got banned, we won't talk about what's actually in the book. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like that whistleblower that said, you know, that we're talking about, oh, you know, his name is uh, Teixeira, right? He's a whistleblower. Nobody knows what happened to him, but we're all talking about him uh, whistleblowing instead of whatever he whistleblowed about. So, I know. It, isn't that isn't that interesting? Um, so, is. what what is something in the book that people ought to know about, and they're, that they apparently don't want us to? 
Well, I mentioned some of it, but one of the biggies that people probably don't know is that the Canadian government in the U.S. is aggressively involved in offshoring U.S. manufacturing to Asia, mainly to China, but to a few other places as well. And it's all money-driven, of course, because the Canadian government has major facilities in China also, and they get thicker margins there, and there's no oversight in China, whereas there is oversight in the U.S. So as much manufacturing as they can push into China increases revenues to the Canadian government. Mm. Now, that's all. All that I just described is illegal. Again, all this thing comes back to their registering as a private company rather than under called the Foreign Missions Act in the U.S., which governs what Canadian or any foreign government can do on U.S. soil. So, you know, when you, when you think of what can we do going forward, instead of just getting upset about it, right? We, for my part, we are trying to get a redesignation of CSA under the Foreign Missions Act. So we're starting a, a small litigation against a discrete filing just to enforce existing law. And if we can get them redesignated, it would take this entire Canadian civil service agency with offices all around the country and compel them to operate exclusively in a consular office, which would wipe out almost everything you and I have just been talking about that is illicit or illegal. No wonder they don't want anybody to know about that. I I think that might be a kind of a problem. Can I ask you, our we do have three, four minutes left. How did you gain access to this information? Oh, very aggressive research, Karen. My, My first degree is actually in history, so I know my way around an archive. And CSA was founded by the British Empire during the First World War, ages ago. So the archives on some of this stuff are scattered between three different countries, and I've hit all three. So in the last 11 years, I've been researching civil service corruption in Canada and how it affects the United States. And that sort of forms the core of this Deep Six Diaries book you mentioned. And the more you uncover, the more you discover that they're kind of unprosecutable because they are government, right? They control the prosecutor's office. And so this has been allowed to get bigger and bigger and bigger over the course of time to the point we're at right now where they actually have the power to prevent people from learning about what they've been up to. Wow. Well, and we're seeing things like this happen in this country as well. Yeah. Um, what, uh, Gordon Knight, what would you like people to say or do or can they, if there are people listening who want to help you, support you, whatever, What's the thing that you would most like from them, from, for them to do? Well, you know, as I mentioned, I've been working on this 11 years, and, and the government's known about my work for 11 years, and they've been hitting me pretty hard, honestly, Karen. So I don't actually have financial resources right now to pursue this legal action to expel them from the United States. That filing is, is not really expensive, but it's beyond my means right now. So I have set up a GiveSendGo account under Deep6. So just Deep and the number six at GiveSendGo. And everything that people are willing to donate there uh, goes to that legal effort to get them to get CSA reclassified the Foreign Missions Act and compel them to work with U.S. law. That's something that can be done quickly. It can be done, you know, fairly cheaply. I know everybody's tight right now, but it all helps. That's something concrete that can be done. Okay. Uh, uh, Gordon, the other thing is uh, Americans often get a rap, and it's not completely without foundation, that they don't care about anything beyond their borders. But this affects America, too, right? It's not just a story about Canada. It's about America, too. So uh, uh, comment on that and then tell us where they can find you and support you if they would like. Sure. Uh, well, it, it does affect us directly. I mean, I'm actually in the U.S. I'm, I'm based in Texas. 
And this is affecting our economy in a pretty big way with all the manufacturing heading out the doors. It affects us in terms of what we can buy, what we can sell. And what you and I just don't have time to get into in detail here is that the testing and certification processes that Canada is doing inside the U.S. have proven to be largely fraudulent also. So we've got millions of products on the shelf, almost certainly in your homes right now, that are probably very unsafe but they've been mm. certified by the government of Canada to operate in your homes. And, Karen, we've seen, you know, there's been house fires all over the place. People have been seriously injured and killed as a result of this agency. So we do have a very real need to get them back in the rule of law. Okay. And the best way that I What's know the right give, now, give, send, go? Give, send, go. Just, just Gordon Knight? Just oh, your name, sorry. Gordon give, Knight? Give, send, go, and deep six. Deep and the number six, ah, give, send, go. deep six. Thank you for sharing your story with us. We so appreciate it, Gordon Knight. Well, we're going to wrap up this hour with um, our final guest of the hour. I'll tell you about him when we come back. Karen Cataline filling in for Alan Nathan on the Main Street Radio Network. Stay tuned. In December, LastPass, a popular app for managing passwords, suffered a security breach, potentially exposing millions of people's personal information. When a business created to protect passwords gets hacked, it's a reminder how vulnerable our sensitive information can be when stored in the cloud. And for businesses who need to protect data, security is a top concern. To help prevent security risks, the open directory platform provider JumpCloud recently introduced a password manager. Jump Clouds Antoine Jabara. Businesses cannot always rely on an offline solution as users need to share and access passwords across multiple devices, and cloud based options aren't ideal either. Jump Cloud Password Manager takes a hybrid approach, storing data on users' devices and seamlessly syncs user vaults to multiple devices in an end to end encrypted way. This addresses some of the limitations of cloud based systems and bridges the gap between convenience and security. To learn more, visit jumpcloud.com. Vitamin B12 is important for supporting not only our metabolism, but also our energy levels. Our brain and our nerves need certain vitamins like B12 in order to function properly. Even if you're eating all the healthy foods like fruits and vegetables and getting you know great sources of protein, it's sometimes the case that you can become deficient in one or more nutrient, and that's where supplements can be helpful. So if you want to support your B12 levels, Jaro's Methyl B12 is a great supplement to consider to optimize your B12 levels. This type of B12 is recognized by the body, so it's delivered to your cells more efficiently. It's also been shown that it is a great way to make sure that you're getting a highly absorbed form of vitamin B12 and one that's gonna be retained better than other types of B12. You can learn more at jaro.com. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes, their age, the way they speak? Would you notice a 16-year-old boy who got got his first first job, not for extra spending money, but to help feed his little sisters? Or a mother who's in between jobs and sometimes goes to bed hungry so her kids can have dinner? Or a 14-year-old girl who signs up to every after-school activity not to make friends, but just to get something to eat? Or a retiree who fell ill and had to choose between getting medicine or groceries. 
I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger. People you pass by every day but never knew were hungry. I am hunger in America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. My name is Judy Teeter, and I'm the mother of three boys. My youngest, Joe, was a great kid. He loved sports, music, and his youth group. One day, Joe asked me to drive him to an after-school event, which was about a mile from our home. I was driving through a green light when a car in cross-traffic ran a red light and drove right into the side of our car, killing Joe. The driver was talking on her phone, so she never even saw the red light. She was so absorbed in her phone call. Before the crash, I didn't realize just talking on a cell phone while driving was so dangerous. Now it's something I think about every day. According to the National Safety Council, about one in four car crashes involves a cell phone. Hands-free is no safer. When you're behind the wheel, put away your phone. For Joe and for the thousands of needless deaths every year. Remember, there is no safe way to talk on a cell phone while driving. Find out more at nsc.org slash callskill. I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. Our vets need you. I'm a quadriplegic. I'm definitely at risk with my diminished lung capacity. I have MS. I'm in a wheelchair, and I can't leave the house because I have a compromised immune system. I'm very concerned about would there be a bed for me? Would there be a ventilator for me? Would I be able to survive something? It's, it's just heavy. You know, it's, it's a heavy... It's a heavy moment. This is a war. This really is. Our veterans fought for us. Let's fight for them. I am so grateful for the PVA. They're making sure that we have all of the food and supplies that we need right now. We all got to help each other right now. We can't get through this by ourselves. It's with profound gratitude that you're going to be saving our lives. To find out how you can help, please go to helppva.org. That's H-E-L-P-P-V-A dot org. Welcome back to the Alan Nathan Show. I'm Karen Cataline filling in for Alan today, and we are wrapping up our first hour with uh, a representative, a campaign director from Catholic Vote. She has the scoop on what's going on with Dobbs and uh, church attacks and that horrible assassination attempt on a justice's life, all to do with uh, abortion. And let's hear the other side. I mean, (laughs) the left doesn't want to uh, uh, provide both sides of the story. It's just their position all the time. So we must. Logan Church, campaign director of Catholic Vote, joins us right now. Welcome, Logan. Good to have you on the program. Hi, thanks for having me on. Well, good to have you too. Real quickly, tell us what your organization does, uh, Catholic Vote, and then we'll move to what's going on with um, the accountability of these church attacks, and we don't hear anything about it. So Catholic Vote, it's an awesome organization. Uh, We get involved on a bunch of different levels, whether it's legislatively on the federal level and state level, whether it's 
on the campaign side, making sure that we're holding accountable Catholics in office, that they are voting as Catholics. And if they are not, let's make sure that we get them out of office and get good representatives in office. Um, And then finally, just voter education as a whole, making sure Catholics understand what does it mean to be Catholic in the public square and how can you live out your faith as a voter? Hmm. Yeah, that's always been a controversial issue. It's like uh, the left can can vote on their religion, which is leftism and wokeism, but people with other faiths are not allowed to vote their faith. Huh, interesting, isn't it? But uh, we saw after the Dobbs decision, not only the leak, but just these these incredible threats on people who merely disagree with the left on this issue. Uh, has there been any kind of accountability for, or, or is anybody even investigating who were, were uh, attacking churches? Once upon a time, that was a, a terrible, rotten, horrible thing, and people wanted answers and accountability. Not so much today. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Yeah, so um, anyone who keeps up with Catholic Vote knows that this is a top issue for us. We are probably the leading voice in this area. Um There have been 151 attacks on Catholic churches in the last year since the Dobbs leak. There have been 84 attacks against pregnancy care resource centers, and nobody's doing anything, and we are kicking and screaming and making sure that we're demanding transparency and answers, and we're demanding justice here at Catholic Vote. Um, But it, it is really hard to see because you're right. There was a time where people, whether you were Catholic or Protestant or anything, you know, nobody wanted to see churches attacked, and now it seems like people want to ignore it because it's easier to ignore, and we are not going to do that. And uh, there are even some politicians who seem to be egging on people uh, attacking uh, pregnancy centers. I mean, as if it's a real sin to help people actually have a baby who want to have their baby. I mean, they're not, you know, it's weird. It's like suddenly abortion is their religion instead of choice, which is what they're supposed to claim that they're for choosing. Well, they they want to say that we don't care about the women and we just want to make sure that babies aren't aborted, but we don't care about what happens to the moms or the children afterwards. But then these radical pro-abort groups tell people to go vandalize and attack pregnancy care resource centers. We're, we are doing exactly that, caring for women, making sure their babies are set up for success. Um, and then now they're trying to make women afraid to go there. Hmm. Well, you know, we have seen just this constant radicalization of abortion as a religion. I know that this is not unique, the point I'm about to make, but not that long ago, I guess it was during the Clinton era, the so-called pro-choice group said, we want abortion to be safe and rare. Now they're celebrating their abortions. They've expanded abortion to sometimes even after birth, which is, I don't know, infanticide, not abortion. And now they've elevated abortion to some kind of holy grail religion. What do you make of that? It's just so contrary to the whole notion of respect for all human life of all ages. 
Right. Isn't it? Well, you know, I think a lot of people have been waiting for their opportunity to push this type of radical belief onto the American people. And I know that the American people do not believe in late-term abortion. That is not what we want. That is not what we stand for as a country. You know, depending, like, everyone has their own opinions. I think abortion is such a complex, you know, topic because there are so many opinions on it. But for these groups and these politicians to be pushing late-term, and it used to be rare cases, but now they're saying it should be accessible to everybody at any point, under any circumstance. And you're right. Like, I think they're, I think it's California and New York shoving their ideals down the American people's throats, and we don't want it. Yeah. Uh, Logan, it's kind of interesting. I know people who made a real change ideologically on the abortion issue. Um, and you're right. It is complicated. And, uh, but, but when, when New York lit up the Empire State Building to celebrate expanded abortion, abortion until the point of birth, and when the governor of, was it Virginia, made the statement, we just, you know, we just let her have the baby and put it on a counter and then decide what she wants to do. In other words, going to kill a baby that's already been born? Or are you going to let, a, let the baby live? I think that offended these sensibilities of everyday citizens so much that they kind of became pro-life. Uh, have you found that at your organization? Absolutely. I think that the more radical they go with their abortion ideals, like you have people who are just common sense people saying, well, that's not what, that's not what we were told this was about. We were told this was about a woman's, you know, freedom to make decisions for her own body. Like, you know, and they feel misled. I think I've seen that a lot yeah. as I talk out on the trails. Like, there was a time where the, you know, the pro-abortions movement seemed to be like as if they were a movement for the people. But that's so far behind. Uh, I am so the- sorry that we ran out of time. There was so much more to talk about. We have to have you back when I'm when I'm uh, hosting. How do people find you at Catholic Vote? Catholicvote.org is the place. CatholicVote.org. Thank you so much, Logan, for joining us. We'll have to leave it there. Well, that wraps the first hour of the Alan Nathan Show. Tune in after the break for a whole nother hour of great radio here on the Main Street Radio Network. Stay tuned. The opinions you hear on the Main Street Radio Network are those of the host, callers, and guests, and not necessarily those of the station, Main Street Radio Network, its management, or advertisers. The information on the Main Street Radio Network does not constitute a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or securities. So please, consult a professional before investing. If you have any questions or comments about Main Street Radio Network, contact us at 703-719-0433 or at our website, MainStreetRadioNetwork.com.